age of man versus machine. We're finding that human stock pickers at hedge funds are actually leading the pack this year. Let's get more on this and uh, I'll look at some of the stories uh, that we're covering here at Bloomberg when it comes to the world of hedge funds. Hema Parmar is hedge fund reporter at Bloomberg Brief uh, with us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, part of our Bloomberg news team. So let's talk about this. Human stock picker, pickers, go figure. Exactly, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> actually this- beating. What, do you, what exactly is going on? Right. So it's interesting because human-run equity funds, um, as we're noticing, and quant funds, they tend to move in opposite directions because the environment in which one prospers isn't really the one in which the other one does either. So quant funds, they tend to do well in periods of volatility mm-hmm. when there's more market dispersion. When they can, when their models can find more small price disparities to uh, take advantage of, but human-run um, equity funds, well, they do tend to do well in during times of sort of steady bull markets like this one, where their longer-term trade ideas um, can then be, you know, played out. So as we look through this year, we notice, you know, fundamental equity funds, they're the top performer, up nearly 10 percent. Um, and then, mean, meanwhile, quant funds are up less than one percent. Mm. And so, you know, that's really interesting. I mean, that's fascinating. And and just as a lot of the pensions and endowments flee the hedge fund business, they start to put up some stock pickers, put up some stock picking numbers. Exactly. And so when we look at some of the managers like uh, Light Street Capital, they are a tech focused um, equity fund up 44 percent this year. Um, Philippe Lafont's Co2 Management up 24 percent. These are tech focused, fundamental, human human run um, equity funds. And then on the on the quant side, well, the main fund at Lida Bragg Systematica down 7%. And Winton Group um, is about flat. And then uh, one of the funds at Aspect Capital, they run nearly $7 billion. They're down about 5%. So you kind of do see uh, a bit of a, a split here. And you know, well, and on the flip side, when we do see more volatility, right. maybe they'll do well, and then maybe we'll see the reverse on, on the, uh, the equity side. To be fair for some of the quant funds, I mean, there is some, um, you know, dispersions and differences, right, when mm-hmm. you dig into specific industries. And exactly. so some of those that are following um, quant strategies, they may be winning mm-hmm. in a certain industry. Yes, absolutely. That's a, a very good point. If you look at September specifically, um, that's a time when the market kind of rose as a whole. But then you also can look at pockets of, you see pockets of volatility in certain sectors like healthcare, like energy. So some quant funds, they can take advantage of, of that. So that's mm-hmm. an environment where both can do well and, and you know, seem to both do well in in September. And of course, there are the outliers. QIM's hedge fund up 53%. They're a quant fund. Wow. And then there are, you know, human-run equity funds that are down. Crispin Odie is down 14%, his hedge fund. He's known for his more bearish bets. But there are, you know, there are certainly some outperformers and and some, um, Yeah. yeah, outliers on both sides. It also suggests maybe that uh, that you know money being what it is, it'll follow those funds and start to run away from the quants mm-hmm. because you know, the last year's uh, last year's hero. Ex- yeah, exactly, and it, also, it depends which ones you're in too. Viking up nearly eleven. They've been doing well, you know, relatively steadily, um, and they they're a human run uh, uh, sort of stock picker. And then Renaissance, um, they have an institutional equities fund. They've been up uh, 10%, and they've also been doing pretty well so far this year, even last year, too. Hey, speaking of quants, uh, there is a quant fund that's been shuttered. Who are we talking about? Yes. So we're talking about Acrospire Investment Management. They're a machine learning quant fund. Uh, they focus on trading stocks globally. And they've had some some tough performance, and they've seen a bunch of redemptions. And so they're now closing and returning their money to investors. Um, done. As, so done? 
Returning everything. Yeah. I think I imagine in the process of returning that. Mm. Uh, they announced it to their investors um, end of September. Vacation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, I don't Time know. Time off. <laughs> Well, I mean, so investors should be getting their money back by the, the end of the year. But, I mean, this is interesting because it's a quant fund. Um, there's been a lot of hype over quants over the past, like, few years. Yeah. And they managed about $350 million at its peak, and now they're down to 115 as of August. Had some good years. Well, it's, and it's hard for funds, uh, uh, you know, don't cry for me, but, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard for funds once they get under that high watermark to ever get themselves paid. So there's an incentive. We'll just shut up, you know, shut shop down and start over again somewhere else some other time, maybe with a slightly different team yeah. that might get a chance of getting paid and start from zero again. Exactly. And what's interesting here is that they, uh, in the notes to um, investors, the the firm mentioned that uh, their, they grew their assets so quickly that they struggled to, sort of, to deal with Put managing money more money. Yeah. You know, they had um, more market impact. They had more trading costs. They couldn't see as many short opportunities for them. And, and when you scale too quickly, people don't realize that that can be a, a bit of a hindrance, too. My mom right? would say they got too big for the britches. <laughs> <laughs> Not as nimble. Hey, this story caught my attention uh, today. And this is Brevin Howard Asset Management, mm-hmm. uh, founded by Alan Howard. And they've been dealing with a lot of investors pulling their money. Mm-hmm. And yet, they're starting a new fund? Exactly. I, I really I scratched my head. I was like, <laughs> what is this? Okay, so what's going on? Right. So, as you mentioned, huge redemptions. They used to manage $40 billion. That's four zero billion. Yeah. Um, as of four years ago. And now they run less than 12 billion. So a ton of redemptions. They've struggled with performance in their main fund. Um, And now they're planning to launch two new funds. One that's going to profit from expectations of higher or more volatile interest rates. And another one that's going to bet on rising volatility. Now, these are two of a few other funds that they've been launching this year. And the question is, as you, you, know, as you mentioned, why? If, if Have they seen the VIX lately? <laughs> exactly. Sorry. I, no, it's true. <laughs> I mean, is there demand? Have they raised already some money? Well, that's the thing. So, I mean, we'll, it's yet to be seen. Um, again, mm. We get the sense that they're still marketing. So we'll, we'll have to see how much they raise. But um, yeah. I think, you know, they might be trying to compensate for the outflows that they've been seeing. Right. And trying to, you know, there's more money coming into hedge funds. So getting a piece of that, too. Fascinating stuff. Um, I feel like I'm caught up when it comes to hedge funds. Thank you. <laughs> All right, our Hema Parmar, hedge fund reporter at Bloomberg Brief, part of our Bloomberg News team in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets, Corey Johnson, Carol Masser, and this is Bloomberg Radio.